You are Locked On Cougars. Welcome into a Black Friday edition of the show. Hope you all had a fantastic Thanksgiving. A lot to get to ahead on today's podcast. We preview a busy weekend ahead for BYU football and basketball. We talk about the USC showdown for the 13th ranked BYU football program. We also look ahead to the Holy War game between the 18th ranked men's basketball program and the University of Utah. And of course, we will catch you guys up on everything else going on in BYU. BYU sports, women's soccer in the Elite Eight tomorrow night, also women's basketball coming off a huge victory in St. Petersburg over Florida State. We'll dive into all of that ahead on today's show. It's all brought to you today by our friends over at NetSuite as they are our title sponsor today. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end of year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. All right, without further ado, though, let's get rolling here on a Friday. This is the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 26th, 2021. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Coming to you a little bit later on a Friday, but hope you all had a fantastic holiday. Had spent some time with your family and friends, watched some football, and just had a good time all the way around. We are getting you ready for BYU and USC. The 13th ranked Cougars headed to the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum tomorrow night capping off their regular season with a showdown against the USC Trojans. Obviously, USC is a little bit different story this year because they're sitting at 4-6 and six on the year. They've not had the season they envisioned. They obviously fired Clay Helton earlier on this season, and BYU, funny enough, faced his new team, speaking of Georgia Southern, last week. But this is a game that I think still holds some intrigue simply due to the fact that it's got the mystique and the allure that is the USC Trojan name next to it. BYU is ranked 13th in the country. A loss in this game, obviously going to knock you from the perch and any hopes that you had maybe, and I'd say they're fleeting hopes of making the New Year's Six Bowl games. You need a lot of things to happen around you, it feels like, if you're BYU to make the New Year's Six Bowl games. But I think this is a game, just because it's USC, it has some cachet to it. And looking forward to it. Kickoff, as I mentioned, set for 8.30 p.m. Mountain Time on ESPN. Many of you, I think, are traveling down on the holiday weekend to go to this game. In fact, I actually know a number of you who I've already talked to who are going to this game. And I expect a huge contingent of BYU fans at the Coliseum tomorrow night. Funny thing about it, I actually believe, and this is just me speaking generally, I think there could be more BYU fans in the stands there in the LA Coliseum than there will be USC fans. USC, when they're good, that place is sold out. It's rocking. It's unlike many other venues in the sport. But when USC's not good, people don't show up. So I do wonder how the fan, uh, in terms of overall disparity, will be. If it'll be 50-50, if it'll be more BYU fans, maybe USC outnumbers them by a bit. I just, man, the way that the seasons have gone for both of these teams, I very much think this could be a quote-unquote home game for BYU. We talk all the time about how Cougar Nation, those of you out there, you guys show up and represent everywhere BYU goes. Come on. The entire upper deck of Georgia Southern's tiny stadium last week was entirely BYU fans. I'd be hard-pressed to find a single Georgia Southern fan that was sitting up there, and it sounded like a home game for large portions of that contest. 
Who's to say that the Coliseum does not have a similar echo to it tomorrow night when these two teams square off? So we'll we'll see on that front, but want to get you guys a little more up to date on what you need to know about USC going into this game. First things first, former Corner Canyon star, former four-star prospect Jackson Dart is expected to start in this game for USC. Keaton Slovis started the year as an outside of the box Heisman Trophy contender, many people thought, but his season has just not gone. And it's not, it's not, it's not gone the way he or USC envisioned it. He is out uh, due to a lower leg injury for all intents and purposes. So Keaton Slovis is going to be the guy. Slovis on the season has completed 77 of his 128 attempts, has 914 yards passing. It's a 60.2 completion percentage. He does have seven interceptions, sorry, excuse me, seven touchdowns against five interceptions. So a decent touchdown to interception disparity, but he is a true freshman. And that's the thing about this is BYU has fared fairly well against true freshmen. Now, a word of caution on this. Jackson Dart knows BYU about as well as anybody that's making their first start against the Cougars might because he has played here in Utah. This is a kid who went to Roy High School and then transferred to Corner Canyon for his senior season. So he knows what BYU is all about. BYU was one of the finalists to sign him. He, he was a guy that considered BYU up to the very bitter end of his recruitment before ultimately opting to go with USC. I had one person tell me, and I, I, you can take this for what it's worth, had Jackson Dart opted to stay in the state of Utah, BYU was the destination. But I also understand when the likes of USC come calling, it's kind of hard to tell them no. So he gets his start, his first time he'll face BYU, maybe his last time he faces BYU in this game, and looking forward to seeing him out there. His top target, the guy that most people would think would be his top target, Drake London, is not playing in this game, suffered a broken ankle, and BYU they should be thanking their lucky stars. They don't have to face off against the six foot five behemoth that is Drake London. He has been fantastic. He had a thousand yards before leaving uh, this, or before his season ended prematurely. The top pass catchers outside of him are Gary Bryant Jr., who has 523 yards and six touchdowns on the year. Taj Washington has 511 yards, just one touchdown. And then Malcolm Epps, there's a disparity there. Their tight end has 173 yards and one touchdown. So they lost a huge amount of production, over 1,000 yards and seven touchdowns when Drake London went down. Also, in their backfield, Keontae Ingram, the transfer from the University of Texas, he had been a standout all season long, was on his way to a 1,000-yard season. It doesn't sound like he is going to play in this game. I'm not going to count him out quite yet, but apparently he has not practiced all week. Hard-pressed to see him playing in this game against BYU, and with him, you lose 911 yards rushing and five touchdowns there. He has been a very good player. Uh, He also has 156 yards receiving on the season. Their top uh, backup to him at running back is Vavai Malapai, who has only 296 yards rushing and five touchdowns. Kind of been their short yardage back. But this is a team, speaking of USC, that is losing, not losing, they have lost a lot of star power going into this game against BYU. And that's actually good news for BYU's defense, I feel like. BYU's defense can relax a little bit knowing that, hey, maybe some of the big studs, the real top-of-the-line talent that USC has is not going to go up against the Cougars. But let's also be aware, 
USC recruits four and five star talents on the regular. This is a roster that's chock full of talent, and you can guarantee that some of those guys who maybe are those four and five star talents who haven't been given that opportunity to really show what they can do, they will be looking forward to getting their shot when they play BYU. On the defensive side of the football, uh, there's some good players out there. Uh, I really like Kanai Maunga, who's been their star linebacker. He leads the team with 79 total tackles. He has one sack, two pass breakups on the season. He's just a tackling machine. He's been very, very good. Chase Williams is their second leading tackler on the year with 47 tackles. Raylan Goforth, another one of their good linebackers, has 46 tackles on the year. But the guy that I am most interested to see if he plays first off against BYU, and if he does play, how he fares, is Drake Jackson. Drake Jackson, if you do not know that name, might be the second best pass rusher on the West Coast. Of course, the honor of that resides up there in Eugene, Oregon with Kayvon Thibodeau. But Drake Jackson is about as good as they come. He's a true pass rushing threat off of the edge. And if BYU faces him, I pray for both Blake Freeland as well as what I'm expecting to see at right tackle. I'm not expecting to see uh, the uh, Campbell Barrington back, excuse me. I'm not expecting to see Campbell out there. I'm expecting to be Braden Kime, and they are going to have to be very wary of this young man if Drake Jackson is playing in this game. Uh, There's some question as as to if he will play in it. Uh, Jackson on the season has just 35 tackles. He's only played in a number, he hasn't played in all of their games this year. He does have five sacks to lead USC on the season. 30 yards lost on those. Tuli Tui Pelotu, who's also one of their other defensive linemen, has four and a half sacks on the year. He's expected to play in this game, but like I mentioned, on the offensive side of the ball and the defensive side of the ball, there is talent up and down that roster, and you can guarantee this is a team If they want to make it to a bowl game, they've got to win this game against BYU. So I think this is a USC team. They're going to come out motivated. This is not going to be a team that I think comes out flat. Uh, If they'd played Cal earlier, maybe had lost that game and bowl eligibility was out of the picture, I think this would be a team you could talk about being flat. The current circumstances be what they are. You're going to see this team, I think, come out thinking, okay, we got a chance to be bowl eligible. Let's go win it. Let's keep our hopes alive. But I think if BYU lays down the wood early and really just kind of gets them behind, I think that's when USC will roll over. This is a team that very much, I think the coaching staff, the players, they all know that change is on the horizon. They're going to come out motivated, but I think if BYU snows them under real early, this could be a game where BYU in the second half is just rolling towards a victory in 10 wins. But you do have to take care of business early. This is not going to be a cakewalk. Let me be very clear about that. I think the BYU has their work cut out for them. But I do think at the same time, if you can get after them early, this team likely is to fold. They are likely to fold. And at that point, if you're a BYU fan, you can just enjoy the good weather down there in L.A. So... That's kind of what you need to know about this game. I'm looking forward to it. I think the biggest thing for BYU is right now is you're playing for a 10th win. That'd be the second straight season you had 10-plus wins. It'd be the best record you have ever had against Power 5 opposition with a 6-1 record. Absolutely incredible. And the best part about it, it keeps your, your outside shot at a New Year's Six Bowl game alive. Like I mentioned, you need a lot of things moving around you, a lot of teams to lose, one of which uh, Ole Miss uh, did win last night against Mississippi State, so that hurts BYU's chances. I didn't think their chances to make the New Year's Six were huge, but you got to win this game to keep them alive, no matter how minuscule I may think they are. But go take care of business, get that 10th win, and by the way, you win 10 games, a second straight season, and you played seven Power 5 opponents this year, 
It doesn't take anything away from BYU if you don't make the New Year's Six. Let me just also state that. I think this is a game that BYU goes into with... Is house money too loose of a term to use? You're going in there, and nobody expects you to be this good. Uh, trust me, I, I talked with somebody at BYU who said, nobody believed in us. Nobody believed we could get more than eight wins this year, and uh, I'll be the first to say I had th- I had BYU pegged to eight and four on the season. For them to go 10 and two with a chance to go 11 and two in their bowl game, what an incredible year it has been for BYU, and here's hoping it continues and they continue to just get better and better along the way. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we'll flip over to basketball, talk a little bit about the BYU men's basketball program, the 18th-ranked Cougars, coming off a win over Texas Southern on Thanksgiving Eve and now getting ready for their in-state showdown against the University of Utah. What do you need to know about the Utes? We'll dig into that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at NetSuite. This is it, the putt to win the tournament. If you sink it, the championship is all yours. Any of you who've played golf know what I'm talking about. But on your backswing, your hat falls over your eyes. Is this how you are running your business? Poor visibility because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated financial software? To see the full picture, you need to upgrade to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is the perfect solution to everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of your competition. And the best part, 93% of surveyed businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. So over 27,000 businesses already use NetSuite. And right now, through the end of the year, NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program to those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Head to netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA for special end-of-year financing on the number one financial system for growing businesses. Once again, that's netsuite.com slash locked on NCAA. Thank you to NetSuite for their support of Locked On Cougars. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at All Guard Pest Control. Absolutely love this company. They are the best of the best in the pest control game, and I mean that sincerely because they've been taking care of my home, and I have thrown, I think, four or five different things at them. Best part about it, all of those issues have not come back. That is the mark of a great company. They have both residential and commercial pest control services, so no matter what your needs are, they can scale up or down to fit your guys' needs. The best part about it, Seth Baird, the owner, he has built this company from the ground up and is a huge BYU fan to boot. He would love nothing more than to service your home and also talk about the Cougars while he's taking care of your problems. No matter what your situation might be, as I mentioned, they're capable of handling it. It's a company based in Utah County, but capable of servicing anybody up and down the Wasatch Front. Uh, they can go out into even to the Tooele and Wasatch County areas. If you're in Heber, Tooele, Stansbury Park, Park City, they're happy to come to you and take care of the problems you may have. Give them a call, 801-851-1812. That's 801-851-1812. Or go to their website to learn more. That's allguardpestcontrols.com. Yes, that is allguardpestcontrols with an S.com. Once again, their phone number, 801-851-1812. Make sure to tell them that Jay Catch and Locked On Cougar sent you when you give them that call. 
Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are free and available on all podcasting platforms. Hope you all once again had a fantastic holiday and looking forward to seeing this game that we're going to talk about here momentarily play out tomorrow night up at the John M. Huntsman Center or the Curtain Center as some people are calling it these days. The University of Utah hosting BYU in their annual Holy War game and I think this game's got a little more juice to it than most games do of recent memory for BYU and Utah. You can think of the last four to five years. It's not been a good run for the University of Utah. If you want to extend it out even further, it's probably gone back a little further than that. But even so, when these two old rivals get together, it's always guaranteed to be a fun game. This is the 262nd. Yes, you heard that right. 262 games between these two rivals and BYU ranked number 18 in the country, I think has their work cut out for them. Obviously, Utah is 5-0. I think they are a little bit of a paper tiger because they haven't played necessarily the strongest competition so far this season. I think BYU will be by far the best opponent they have played so far. Uh, They do face number 25 USC next week as they open Pac-12 play. But BYU going to be a very strong test for the Cougars. And by the way, BYU coming off a nice win over Texas Southern the other night. I actually thought BYU got a good shot early on from the uh, with the Tigers, the Texas Southern Tigers. And BYU responded nicely. That's what I felt like. They, uh, I think Texas Southern came out, was swinging and just trying to knock kind of BYU off of their game. And I think it kind of played out how we thought Mark Pope thought it might, because he talked with the media earlier this week talking about how in every game outside of the Oregon game that Texas Southern had played so far this year, they had been in every game and held the lead at some point. Well, Texas Southern did to held the lead early against BYU, but guys like T. John Lucas were absolutely lights out in that game. Lucas uh, finishing with 18 points and 7 assists. And the funny thing about this with T. John Lucas, let me... Uh, just insert this here before we talk a little more about Utah, is this is a guy who had 30-plus point games multiple times last year playing for the University of Milwaukee. Will he get to 30 points at BYU this season? I don't know that I can necessarily guarantee it, but the capability alone of him able to go off like that should be very tantalizing for BYU and also should be something the opponents should be fearing because you already have Alex Barcelo, who I truly believe is an All-American. He has been absolutely lights out for BYU so far this year. He is going to make life miserable for most opponents, but if you get a guy like T. John Lucas, who's capable of contributing 20-plus points in any given game, Caleb Lohner has shown that if he wants to take things over, he can get after it. The good news is the versatility of BYU's offense is going to be the strength for them. They don't need necessarily to rely always on a guy like Alex Barcelo. The one thing you can always rely on with Alex Barcelo is he's going to show up in big moments. You need a big bucket, give it to number 13, get out of his way, because guess what? More often than not, he is going to take care of business and get you the points that you need. So, going into this game against the University of Utah, what do you need to know about the Utes? Well, they start and end, it feels like, with Brandon Carlson recently. Uh, Carlson's been very good so far this year. He's a guy that BYU has played multiple times. He is the upperclassman who's one of the few guys guys who's been retained on this roster uh big man six foot ten he is contributing currently 15.4 points per game and 7.2 rebounds uh his scoring counterpart is on the guard line that's david jenkins jr a transfer into the program it's got by the way a great twitter handle 
at World Star Dave. That's a great Twitter handle. If you're going to have a Twitter handle, might as well have something fun like that. David Jenkins averaging 14.6 points per game. And then an old name that BYU fans might be familiar with, but has left Utah and now returned to Utah, is Booth Gotch. Uh, Booth averaging 10 points per game before since becoming eligible, immediately eligible, thanks to the NCAA after the opening game of the season for Utah. He is the only other player for the Utes that is currently averaging double-digit points on the season. Rolly Wooster just under that at 9.2 points per game. He is a Utah State transfer coming over with Craig Smith from Logan. He is averaging five assists per game. Uh, excuse me, five rebounds and four assists per game, contributing in a myriad of ways for the Utes. But this is a Utah team that I think is more talented overall than they have been, at least in the last two or three seasons. I think top to bottom, the roster is more talented. But as I said, they have not seen a BYU team of this caliber quite yet so far this year. So I think if BYU goes in there, handles their business, is remains consistent on offense, you can't afford to go scoreless on opposing uh, courts and have long stretches of three or four minutes without a field goal. That's the recipe for losing this game. I think if BYU goes in, uh, plays their ball game, rebounds well, makes sure that they do avoid those long stretches of no field goals, they shoot it well. This is a game I think BYU, yeah, they'll be tested, but I think they escape with another victory and now get ready to face off against UVU next Wednesday. That's my personal opinion on this. As I mentioned, I I just don't see Utah uh, being what they could be later this season. Let's just put it this way. If BYU and Utah were to play a month from now, I'd be a lot more wary of Utah than I am right now for the Cougars because I think that Craig Smith is one of the really good basketball coaches out there. He did incredible things up at the university. Uh, not uni- he's at University of Utah now. Up at Utah State, did incredible things up there. And it seemed like once things got rolling a month or two into the season, you'd never wanted to face the Aggies. I think this is the same case with his team here at the University of Utah. You play them a month from now, they could be a very scary team to go up against. But right now, I think is the right time to get them if you're BYU. So looking forward to this matchup. Uh, it's going to offset with the BYU football game by an hour. So be able to watch at least most of the first half, if not all of it, between the Cougars and the Utes. Uh, it begins at 7.30 p.m. Mountain Time on Pac-12 Network. Yes, it is on Pac-12 Network. So some of you may not have access to that. But find it, or you can listen to it on the BYU Sports Network. Greg Rebell will have the call. Actually, Greg won't have the call. Who's going to be on the call for that? Oh, man, I should probably find that out. I'll, I'll dig into that as we're going along here. I'm actually pulling it up as we speak to see if I can find out who's going to call. It might be Jason uh, Shepard, but nonetheless... Huge opportunity for BYU men's basketball. Move to 6-0, and and if you go 2-0 and this week, there's no reason to think that you're not going to continue to move up in the national rankings. And the good news is BYU has two top 20 teams in their two premier programs right now, and that's actually really, really exciting if you're a BYU fan. All right, coming up here in just a minute, we're going to recap everything else you need to know as we head into the weekend. Obviously, a holiday weekend with Thanksgiving yesterday, but a huge win you may not have seen. If you did, you really enjoyed it. We'll talk about the women's basketball team. We'll also preview BYU women's soccer. They are in the Elite Eight, hosting a home match tomorrow evening. We'll dig into all of that in just a second. Today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Bet Online. It's Thanksgiving weekend. We all know what that means. A lot of football, and nothing goes better with football than turkey and sports betting. Bet Online has you covered all holiday season long with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. They remain the number one spot for all the sports action this Thanksgiving season. 
Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus with the promo code locked on. Yes, promo code locked on for a 50% welcome bonus, courtesy of our friends over at Bet Online. And it's not just football, they got you covered with pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, bowl season, and college football, and even your favorite Vegas casino games online. Do not wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season, as Bet Online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports that's bet online they're stuffed with deals this thanksgiving all right one more time out on today's show to talk about our friends over at built bar and folks built bar has done it again they have absolutely blown it out for black friday you want to get to built.com trust me 20% off or more of the entire website. Doesn't matter what you like. If you're a big fan of the Built Boost, Built Broth, Built Bars, they've got it all. The best part is they have new flavors they have launched. I've actually tried them. The Ruby Chocolate Puff, absolutely incredible. It's It's a chocolate flavor, but it's got a berry flavor to it. It's actually a new addition to the line here for Built Bar. Incredible. Lemon Dip Cheesecake Puffs, also absolutely nuts. And the best part about it, they have a brand new bar called their Built Crave Bar. And if you place an order this weekend, you actually get two Built Crave Bars added to your order for free. So you get the 20% off, but you also get the Built Crave Bars, which are actually a candy bar, but the healthy alternative to a candy bar. They're not trying to promote this as a protein bar this is built's version of a candy bar you guys need to give this a shot it's called built crave you get two of them for free all weekend long through sunday when you place your order now at built.com that's once again built.com get over there use the promo code locked 20 for 20 percent off your entire order and get those free built crave bars folks chocolate and peanut butter is a better combo when it comes to protein bars or in this case the built crave bar a candy bar no there is not and the best part about the built crave bar it's packed with 17 grams of protein just 160 calories so still the healthy alternative to the other other candy bars you may be eating so once again built.com promo code lock 20 get 20 percent off the entire website there's actually even more discounts on the website you just gotta go check it out and also get those built crave bars with every order now through sunday that's built.com promo code lock 20 and enjoy the best tasting protein bars with our friends at built bar all right, my friends, before we go on this Friday edition of the show, let's run down everything else you need to know as a BYU fan. Let's start off with this. The women's basketball team beat number 17 ranked Florida State 61-54 last night in the St. Pete Showcase, their opener of that tournament. BYU now 6-0, was in control for most of the game, forcing 25 turnovers. What a defensive clinic the program put on in this victory over the Seminoles. Really, really fun to see. Shaley Gonzalez was absolutely lights out. Poured in 24 points on 7-16 shooting from the field. Also 10-11 of 11 from the free throw line. Fantastic outing for her. Uh, BYU will be back in action. They took the day off today. They are back in action tomorrow as they take on West Virginia. I've not seen a game time on that, but you guys can check it out online at BYUcougars.com uh, for the latest when it comes to that matchup. Oh, excuse me. Could be West Virginia or Purdue. I apologize. I, I missed that. I apologize. So we don't know when they're tipping off in that game, but check BYUcougars.com for the latest when it comes to that matchup. It will be televised live on Flow Sports or streamed live on Flow Sports. Uh, Flow Sports is a subscription streaming website if you want to watch the women's basketball team in action. It's a fun way to do it. And they're off to a flying start. Who's to say the women's basketball is not going to be ranked before long? Can you imagine, by the way, 
all the BYU sports that have been playing this fall have all been ranked. If the women's hoops team does it, the winter sports are going to be ranked. It's just what's going on with BYU athletics right now is absolutely insane. These are really some of the good old days, if you want to use that term, with BYU right now. They are enjoying unprecedented success in multiple sports. We have not seen BYU football this good in many, many years. Men's basketball, they are just absolutely rocking and rolling and Women's hoops, cross country, man. Uh, and my, we're going to talk about women's soccer here in just a second. They're flying right now, too. The number four seed BYU women's soccer hosting an Elite Eight showdown, uh, NCAA quarterfinal showdown with a chance to go to the Final Four, what they call the College Cup. Uh, they will be matching up with South Carolina, who is unseeded coming into the tournament. Uh, they advance all the way to this matchup with BYU, and will be held at Southfield tomorrow. It's going to be televised live on BYU TV. First kick in that match set for 5 o'clock Mountain Time. So if you want to make it a triple header tomorrow night yes watch women's soccer in quarterfinal or elite eight action then watch men's basketball at 7 30 and cap your night off with byu football live at the coliseum at usc just a huge weekend for byu sports byu women's soccer trying to make it to that college cup the first final four in program history and based on the fact that they were seated in south carolina is not should give byu some uh motivation some confidence that they are the better team and obviously when you're playing on your home field where you've absolutely just obliterated opponents by and large this year that should give BYU plenty of home field advantage when they go out there against South Carolina on South Field tomorrow night so huge weekend of BYU sports enjoy all of it I am predicting wins across the board. I'm not going to lie. And I, I'm speaking of BYU football. I think they come out. They're going to take some punches from USC early, but I think BYU just does their thing and they go away with a victory, get to 10 wins there. I think men's basketball takes care of business against the University of Utah. And I think women's soccer is going to take care of business against South Carolina and make it to the College Cup, the final four in the women's soccer tournament as well. Hopefully, we'll be recapping all of that for you guys on a Monday edition of the show. Also planning on doing a postcast edition for BYU football. We didn't get to it last week due to some technical difficulties, but planning on doing that. It usually comes out with how late this game is going to go for BYU, the wee hours of Sunday morning, but we'll have that for you guys. And obviously, we'll recap the entire weekend on the Monday edition of the show as we go back with our film review and all that fun jazz, getting you ready for the week ahead as well in BYU sports. All right, that's going to do it. Hope you guys are fantastic. Hope you guys are doing well. Had a fantastic holiday. And of course, we'll be back with you guys again soon. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for November 26th, 2021.